first time I ever preached at his church, our revival from our Lord. He uh, he got up there and told everybody. He said, uh, he said, if you shout at your church, you shout here. Yeah. He said, if you run at your church, you run here. Yeah. He said, if you say amen at your church, you say amen here. He said, but if you don't do it at your church, he said, you sit down and shut up. Amen. And then he said, come on, Brother Scotty. <laughs> I was like, well, yes, sir. If you have your Bibles tonight, it is good to be with you. But listen, it ain't about you. And it ain't about me. It's all about the Lord. Amen. Well, my niece is just a shaking tonight. It's a it's a privilege and an honor to be able to stand. And, amen. In the house of God, to be able to preach to God's people. And uh, your pastor asked us several weeks back, amen, if we'd come preach and Lord laid something on my heart, and I had to call him back. And I really didn't. I'd never done it before, and I really didn't know how to do it. And uh, I got to praying about it, and the Lord said, we'll just call him. So I told him what the Lord said. Now, listen, I didn't come for a series of meetings. That ain't what I come for. Amen. And I'll go ahead and tell you some of the messages uh, that the Lord's given me. Now, he only gives me one at a time, but now he's He's given me the thoughts for yeah. these messages, and I'll go ahead and tell you it ain't for the faint-hearted. Amen. It's Amen. not. I didn't come here to hurt nobody, but I did come to obey the Lord. Amen. I did come to remind us of the shape that the church is in. That's right. Amen. She ain't what she once was. Amen. You can sit back and fool yourself Amen. and deny it and lie about it all you want to, but yeah. the church ain't what she once was. Amen. Before I get started tonight, I don't normally do this, but uh, you know, we got to pin roses on people while they're alive. And uh, my mom and dad's here tonight. I want my mom and dad to stand up. No, that's, that's my mom and dad. Love it. Appreciate you. Amen. Love my mom and dad. I want to say I appreciate them. Most of you have heard my testimony. Amen. Been given away when I was just a young child. That's the ones that adopted me. But that is my mom and dad right there. Amen. Amen. They took. They didn't know this taking a preacher in. Amen. They didn't. Uh, they didn't know that. But I tell you what, at a time nobody else wanted me and my brother, they took us in, and, and I appreciate them for it. I really did. So tonight, at the end of the message, Amen. If you get mad about it, blame them. Amen. <laughs> if you have your Bibles tonight, Book of John, Book of John, chapter number three, Book of John, chapter number three. Now listen, I, I don't want you to, well, I say this, listen, I'm not going to apologize for what we preach. No, sir. The Bible said, I, I love what Paul said, he said, I'm set at defense of the gospel. Man of God ain't just supposed to preach it, he's supposed to defend this book. That's right. We got a, lot of, we got a bunch of noodleback preachers this day and time. I'm going to say it, now listen, you pray for me. You pray for me, I come to preach tonight. The God's people to help you, you hear and you lost. Don't leave that way. But every one of you that are Christians tonight, you might have come through those doors one way, but don't leave the same way you come in. Don't leave the same way you come in. Friend, if you do, you didn't get what you what God had for you. The book of John, chapter number three. If you're there, say amen. Amen. I got that thing on, brother. Don't know how it works. Okay. You just pray for us. Chapter three, verse 16. Now, before you start shouting and saying amen, you better hold the horses. John three sixteen. I would say that this is the most quoted, most rehearsed, most known, but the most misinterpreted 
the most misunderstood piece of scripture in the Bible, especially in the day and hour we're living in. For God so loved the world. Listen, not you. God loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not. If your Bible says shall not, you better get you the right one. Should not perish but have everlasting life. Pastor, if you would, ask the blessing. Father, we thank you for the privilege. Yes, Lord, we love you tonight. Father, once again, I need you. I need you more now than I've ever needed you. Father, right now, God, I pray, Lord, that you anoint me. God, take, Lord, use me in a mighty way. God, to challenge the hearts of your people. Father, we love you. God, help us, Father. God, I love you tonight. Help me. I help you, Father. Help me, Lord. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Once again, I thank the Lord for this privilege, amen, to be here. Amen. Uh, I, I, I don't know who has, who ain't. I hope you ain't heard me preach. I hope you've heard the Lord. Amen. That's what we're here for. But I, I, I just, I got to ask tonight before we even begin, and I'm just going to listen to the Lord tonight. Uh, do we have any perfect people in here tonight? Is there any any? Those of you might have been saved uh, uh, longer than I have, amen, uh, 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 29 years I've been rededicated to the Lord, and you, you might be in here, you say, preacher, I've been saved my whole life, that ain't possible, you got to be lost before you can ever be saved, but are you perfect, is there any perfect people in here, I want to ask the church tonight, whether you're part of this, I'm saying the church, is there any, is there any room in your life for any improvement? any room in your life for more of God and less of the world we find here in the scripture uh, 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 I I guess probably everybody in this world probably has heard this verse of scripture at one point or the other as I was studying and this is not what we're going to be a preacher I told you not to shout right off the bat amen Uh, we're living in a day and time where uh, 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 people, they want to hear about the love of God. They want to, they want to hear about the love of God. They, uh, 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 well, can I just preach tonight, preacher? Uh, they want somebody to tickle their ears, tell them no matter what's going on in their life, no matter what they're doing, no matter what they've done, they want, to, they want somebody to tell them everything's all right because God is love. And it is true, God is love. But I want you to understand that there's another side of God. Amen. I believe the book of Isaiah said there that she sins have separated a you from God. We've got to understand in the day and hour we're living in, amen, there's a bunch of lies being told. Amen, there's a bunch of untruth. Amen, being spoke from the pulpit to the pews outside the four walls of the church. Amen, we'll come in and say one thing and we'll leave out and do another. You say, preacher, what's it got to do 
with John 3.16. I will preach this this thought the Lord gave me tonight. A message for this night, this a group of people. I don't know or maybe some of y'all is a, a looking for somebody else. I don't be here tonight. Well listen, they might not be here, but you are. Amen. He said we're two or three are gathered together and in his name I there I be. I am the man. Hey friend, you're here tonight. I ain't here to preach to the lights. I ain't here to preach to the pews. I'm here to preach to your soul tonight. I won't preach this on this simple thought. Where is the love of God? Where is the love of God? We find in John 3.16 that God proved His love to all of humanity. He said, John 3.16, He said that who believeth on Him should not perish. God proved His love to us by sending His Son so that we would not have to perish. Listen, every one of you, I've heard some people say, why does God send people to hell? God don't send nobody to hell. When you were born, you were already on your way. Hey, you were born in sin, shaping in iniquity. A man born of a woman is a few days and full of troubles. And God proved his love to mankind by sending his son that we wouldn't have to perish. So God proved his love. Would you agree with that? Turn with me to the book of Romans, if you will, please. You don't have to stand for this. Turn with me to the book of Romans. I, I read a little plaque on a man's desk one time. Still can't remember. I believe I was in Peachtree, Georgia. Here's what his little plaque on his desk said. It said, if I tell you, you're going to forget. If I show you, you might remember. But if I involve you, then you're going to understand. Yeah. I want to bring you in to the writer tonight. Yeah. I want to involve you in the message. Yeah. I want to bring you in to the scripture of what the Word of God is saying. What you hold in your, hold your Bibles up. What you hold in your hand. That ain't your hunting and fishing a magazine. It ain't your hot rod magazine. That's the very Word, the very bread, the very of God Almighty. Hallelujah. And when we read it, we need to read it as such. Romans chapter number five. Look at verse number, verse number one, if you will, please. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into uh, into this grace where wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of, of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by, pay very close attention, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the holy glory be to God of the Holy Ghost. Hey listen, that ain't a Pentecostal thing, that ain't a church of God thing, it's a God thing. When he saved you, he sanctified you, filled you with the Holy Ghost. You say hallelujah, everybody gets scared. All it means is praise the Lord. Let's read on. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. 
For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preadventure for a good man's son would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I ask you tonight, where is the love of God? We find that he sent his son. Amen. He proved his love to us by sending his son to this earth that we would not have to perish. We find here that word commended. All it means is demonstrates. So God demonstrated his love toward us. And that yet while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. Hey, listen. God didn't just start loving you when you got saved. He loved you long before hey, you ever got saved. And the Bible said glory. Hey, we love him because he first loved us. God showed us his love by sending his son. Hey, 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 glory be to God. He, 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 he sent his son to die and he demonstrated his love dying on that old cross for you and I. You preach about Jesus coming. John 3, 16. Hallelujah, preacher. You preach about God commanded or God demonstrated his love for us. Hallelujah, preacher. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. How you want somebody to tickle your ears? I'm going to tell you right now, and this ain't the one to do it. I don't believe he's the one to do it either. Hey, listen. God proved his love to us. Somebody say amen. God demonstrated his love to us. Somebody say amen. But let me ask you something. I want you to get saved. How does God show his love to you? Once you get saved... God showed his love to draw you in. He demonstrated the love, amen, to cover you with the blood. But once we get saved, how does God show his love to us? That's the part of the love that people don't want to hear about. I ask you again tonight, where is the love of God? Where is it? Oh, we still see John 3, 16. God still loves the world. Amen. Somebody say amen. We still say that he's, he's still showing his love. We still say that he's demonstrating his love because some of those were taken down. But how does God show his love to us once we're saved? The Bible only says it one way. Some of y'all might not gonna like this tonight. Y'all might not gonna like this. But I'm gonna preach what the Lord sent me. And this week I'm gonna tell you what God sent me on a mission doing. I don't know what's going to happen, preacher. God has never stirred me the way that he stirred me for God's people in the day and hour we are living in. I'm sitting back watching churches on every hand. They're falling by the wayside. I'm watching men of God lay down their swords. I'm watching them compromise. I'm watching them give in. I give up. I'm watching them. They don't want to hurt nobody's feet. Hey, listen, if the word of God hurts your feelings, they need to be hurt. We're living in a day and time where everybody's winners. You let your kids play on the sports program, but there are no losers. 
to get lost before you'll ever get saved. You better learn how to lose and you won't know what it feels like how to win, brother. I'm going to tell you right now. Hey, I was an old dog. I chained to a tree. I was flea bit. I had the mange. I was eat up with it. But today the Lord saved me and dipped me in his blood. He cleansed me. Hallelujah. He proved his love to me. He showed his love to me. He demonstrated his love to me. In every message we preach, God's told me to look for something. He said, son, when you preach, listen to me. I closed my garage down this week. I don't want nothing interfering with what God's got for his people. I don't know how many of y'all really looking around at what's going on around us. But we better realize we better realize what's taking place right now he said pray for America watch this and we should listen when you say America the first thing that enters into that noggin is that statue of liberty out there in the harbor hey I'm going to tell you right now America's not a piece of land and it's not a statue you're America and the church is not a building it ain't a pew it ain't one person the church is God's people God said son every message you preach I want you to look for my love he said I want you to look for it and I began to pray I didn't know what the Lord was saying but he said in the book of James, if any of you lack wisdom, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that freely giveth and upbraideth not. And you know what the Lord did? He gave this old dumb fella a little bit of wisdom. Huh? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show Hey, Now I'm going to ask you once again, where is the love of God amongst God's people tonight? If you will, just right quick. Turn with me, then we're going to get there. John chapter number 16. Now what did he say about the Holy Ghost? He said that the Holy Ghost was in our hearts. It was poured out in our hearts. Holy Ghost was poured out in our hearts. If the Holy Ghost is in your heart, listen, a lot of people want to say this, about the Holy Ghost, not about the Holy Ghost, but I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus Christ said, and when He is come, He will reprove. Didn't say He'd pat you on the back and tell you everything's all right. His job, and by the way, the Holy Ghost is not an it. He is a He. He is to lead us, guide us, direct us, steer us the right way. And if he's in your heart, let him have control. Glory. John 16, did I tell you all that? Thank you. Pray for me, preacher. This is my introduction. You pray for me. You pray for me. I come to preach. I come to preach. John chapter number 16. Here's what he said. Verse number 7. 
Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove. You know what that word reprove means? It means convict. <laughs> Can I tell you what churches are lacking nowadays? It's conviction. I said it's conviction. What used to be wrong is now right. What used to be right. Well, I don't call it wrong anymore. I don't call it wrong. No, we just ignore what's right. When he has come, he will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. You say, well, I'm a believer. That ain't enough. The Bible said you believe in God, thou doest well. The devils also believe in trouble. The devils are believers. Well, I made a decision, yeah. I made a decision when I got off of 40 to turn left and come here. When's the last time you heard somebody say they've been born again? I ask you again, where is the love of God? Where is the love of God? He said of sin because they, they, they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judge oh my you hear God tonight huh see now don't get me wrong don't get me wrong he made a statement earlier I believe it was him I can't remember a preacher Jimmy Skipper preached a message one time and here's what he said he said sometimes you got to be blistered before you can be blessed. I'm going to go ahead and tell you God ain't going to bless no mess. Oh no. He might have a steeple that reaches up 60 foot in the air. He might have a preacher on the front steps with a $500 suit on with a nice Armani tie and a pair of thousand dollar shoes with a King James Bible under his arm that don't make him a preacher and it don't make it a house of worship either I'm just preaching God proved his love by sending his son he demonstrated his love by his son going all the way and dying for you and I when he died for you and I, he said, you know what? I'm going to love you enough. And I'm going to send the Holy Ghost. When I send the Holy Ghost and he's inside you, hallelujah, he better be inside you. I said, he better be inside you. Huh? I had a lady tell me one time, she said, I just don't know why you move around so much. I didn't say nothing at the starting of it. At that whole week, at least this same woman, she said, you stink. I come out be all sweaty. She said, you stink. I said, come out one night. She said, you're either ADD or ADHD. Huh? That other, a couple of nights later, that old preacher Donnie Dingus, here's what he said. He said, no, my brother ain't got ADD and he ain't got ADHD he's got DDP and I was like amen I said preacher what's that he said he is a devil disturbing preacher 
He said, brother, you ignore her. That last night I come out of there, she said, I just don't understand. And I remember what old Kenny Henson said one time, old Henson singing group. His brother Ronnie, here's what he said. And I, those words came back to me. And here's what I said to her. I said, ma'am, I said, when it quits getting beside you and it gets inside you, then you're going to understand. Huh? Huh? Now watch this. I'm going somewhere with that. He said he put the Holy Ghost, poured it out in our hearts. Hey, some of us, I'm going to preach. Some of us, we got enough God to make us miserable. So where is the love of God? Can I tell you where it's at? How many of you want to know? If you don't want to know, I'll pack her up and we're going home now. How many of you want to know? Come on, preacher. You got up here and sung. Raise your hand. Hallelujah. I'll pick on you too. I don't know you, but I'll pick on you. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews. And here's where we're going to settle down for a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now what we're fixing to preach. If you ain't got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to get out of this one. I ask you if you're perfect tonight, nobody raised their hand. So that means the message is for every one of us. Huh? I'm sitting and I'm looking. Some of us I've met just a couple of times. Some of y'all I don't know from Adam's house cat. I don't know you. You don't know me. But I'll say this tonight. Hey, I know God and God knows me. It ain't about who I know. It ain't about who you know. It's about him knowing me and me knowing him and the free pardon of sin. And if the Holy Ghost is in your heart, God will show His love to you. How's He going to show His love? Well, I'm glad you asked. Hebrews chapter number 12. Verse number 1. Preacher, you praying for me? I gotta come here every night. Yeah, I know. God said I gotta look uh-huh. for the love of God. Now listen, yeah, yeah. I ain't preaching Thursday and Friday. I ain't preaching Thursday and Friday. But listen to me, I'm still gonna be here. I'm gonna be looking for what God told me to look for while I'm here. And I'm gonna go ahead and say this: Glory be to God. I don't know if I don't see it. I don't know how long God let this thing go on. But God has got to see something. Are you looking for it? We're living in a day and time people say, you can't judge me. You need to read your Bible. Let me go ahead and tell you, you keep believing that. The Bible said, let him that's ignorant be ignorant still. Jesus said he didn't come in the world to condemn the world. That's right. The world was already condemned before he got here. He said, but think not 
that I'm come to bring peace. I, but I come to bring a sword. I'd have said it very, in other words, I come to set what's right, right, and wrong, wrong. I come to separate you from this world. Gone are the days of preaching. Come out from among the world and be ye separate, saith the preacher, saith the deacon, saith the Sunday school teacher, saith your mama, saith your daddy, saith mama papa. Come out from among the world and be ye a separate people, saith the Lord. He said, be not conformed to this world, neither the things of this world. But you look at so-called Christians, they look, dress, and act just like the world. And here's the saddest thing about it. You ready? It don't bother them. That's what God's attention is drawn to. It don't bother them. Watch this. See, wherefore seeing we are so compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doth easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That message the preacher was talking about, shackled in the house of God. My God, we come in here. We got so much things in this world on us. We can't worship. We can't shout. We can't run. Hey, hey, God can't lead the 99. How to go get the one because he can't trust the 99. Said us, let us run with patience the race set for us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, glory, endured the cross, despising the shame and sitting out at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your minds. Watch this now. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Oh, my, my. You know what's fixing to happen? Rubber gonna meet the road and I'm gonna leave a black mark right here in about five seconds. You ready? Watch this now. For whom the Lord loveth. He blesses. Read the scripture. For whom the Lord loveth, he blesses. He lets you shout. He blesses you with cars. He gives you houses. For whom the Lord loves, he lets the church grow. The Bible said that God shows his love. For whom the Lord loveth, he chastises. Now, I'm not one going to believe that God's chastisement is not bad. I know that it is. But I'm going to ask you this. If whom the Lord loved, he chastises, then where's the chastisement in the church? 
Where is the love of God? He said, those whom I love. Now watch. And I'm going to be plain, just as plain as I can be tonight. I ain't going to sugarcoat it. Huh? I'll lick the red off your lollipop. You say, preacher, you're rubbing the cat the wrong way. Brother, just turn the cat around. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Listen, God charged me. He said, preach the word. I'd be instant in season, out of season. What did he say? Pat him on the back, tickle their ear. He said, reprove, rebuke, and exhort. Hallelujah. If God loves you, he'll chastise you. then why is it that we can do wrong and it not bother us? Where is the love of God in our lives when we do wrong? So y'all shouting about John 3.16. Y'all getting quiet now. Y'all done went from big smiles to oh here we go. Let me go ahead and say this. I ain't here to step on anybody's toes, neither is God. He don't want your toes, he wants your heart. Now I'm fixing to read you the other part of this. You got the Holy Ghost, you better hold on to him. Preach, I come to help. You say, well, how are you gonna how are you gonna come to charity mission? When you get out of here, I'm going to tell my preacher. I'm going to tell my preacher, he better say something to you. You better not come in this church. Don't you come in this church and tell us that we ain't a living right. I didn't tell you ain't living right. God told you that you ain't a living right. Uh, well, when he leaves, I'm going to put me and my pastor, we're going to have a word. Oh, it better be God's word. Because I'm going to tell you now, if I know anything about your pastor, if I know anything about the pastor of this church, he goes stand for the word of God. We need to get some convictions back in our lives. Hallelujah. We better get some convictions back in our lives. I had to find out where I was at there right quick. I'm trying. Preacher Howard Wayne always sat on the front pew. This is what he'd say. You call that preaching? I miss him. He'd come out. You know, Preacher Howard Wayne, he'd put his hand on his face. He'd say, Scotty, God bless you. God help you. One of these days you're going to learn how to preach. I'll never learn how. But with God being my helper, I'm going to do my best. Where is the love of God? Where is it? We won't talk about the love of God. God is love. We can do no. We want to come to church and lift unholy hands. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Now watch this. He said, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth, scourgeth 
every son whom he receiveth. When you get saved, God shows you he loves you by chastising, correcting, and whipping you. But I'm looking across this congregation. I'll go ahead and say it tonight. It's been a while since God's took some of y'all behind the shed. Oh, yeah. I'll say it. We looking like the world. We smelling like the world. We talking like the world. Ain't nothing wrong anymore. I know a church right now. Got a member in their church that owns a tattoo parlor. Huh? And if you're a member of the church, he'll give you a deal on a tattoo that says, I love Jesus. Huh? Oh, preacher, don't you go old-fashioned. I don't call it old-fashioned. I call it being godly. What was wrong then is wrong now. Where is the love of God amongst his people? We'll do wrong. All that nasty mess you look on your on your phones at night time. I don't know it all, but I know the know it all. And I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. The way God spoke to this old preacher about preaching here at this church, he told on some of y'all. Y'all ain't even members of this church. You know what he done told on y'all too. What church you say you from back there, preacher? Yeah, he done told on the temple too. Now I'm fixing to read this and some preachers this damn time would dare to read this scripture. But I got to tell you the truth. For those whom he loves, he chastises You ain't never had a whooping by God. Not not a whipping. There's a difference in a whipping and a whooping. My daddy showed me that growing up. There's a difference in a whipping and a whooping. I'm going to tell you right now, God just needs to get to whooping us. Did I I, I say y'all? I said us. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son in whom he, he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as a son. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? What's he saying there? Listen, if your God's, he will correct you. Amen. If the Holy Ghost is inside you, he'll convict you before you do wrong. Better go ahead and do it and ask forgiveness later. Let me know how that works out for you. Last time I checked, last time I checked, last time I read the good book, he told his disciples, call no man father upon this earth. You go slide that little window all you want to and do 16 Hail Marys, whatever you want to do. Friend, I'm going to tell you right now, it's time for God's people to repent. Bible said, 1 Peter chapter number 4, that the judgment must begin at the house of God. What was that? What was that I just heard? Man, I shouldn't have come tonight. Devil, I rebuke you. 
devil, I rebuke you. If you want a God, I ask you, where's the love of God in your life? Where's that correction? Where's that chastisement? Where's that straightening up of that crooked path? Where's it at? Where's it at? Why don't we have to live dedicated anymore? Verse 7, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is he whom the father chastens not? But if ye be without chastisement, wherefore all are partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. You know what that word bastard means? It means illegitimate. It means you don't belong. I'm going to say it where he said, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It means he ain't your daddy. What did they say we'd be of our father Abraham? He said, if you'd have been of your father Abraham, I'm paraphrasing, if you'd been of your father Abraham, you wouldn't have killed the prophets. He said, you'd be of your father Satan. Listen to me. When God saved us, when he sent his son, he proved it to us. When his son died, glory be to God, he demonstrated it to us. But when we get saved, he shows us he loves us by correcting us. Hey, ain't you glad? God don't just say when we mess up, I'll just let them alone. They want to go to hell. No, he's a merciful and long-suffering God. But friend, let me tell you this. You still got to live right to get to heaven. He said, he... Be without chastisement. His bastards are not sons. I believe we got more illegitimates than we do legitimates. I believe we got more bastards in the church than we do sons. I'm not using that in a bad way. Children, that's the way the Bible said to use it. I'm using it the way God said it. We are God's children. Let me put. If we are Christians, we are supposed to be God's children. And He shows you He loves you by wearing your spiritual hand in out when you mess up. Oh. Yeah, Lord. Oh, I went out there and done that, and Lord, the Lord convicted me. I went out, boy, I went out there and I'd done all that stuff, man. After I'd done that, God convicted me. Excuse me, you got that backwards. If the Holy Ghost is your guide, he's your comforter. If you go on and read there in John 16 where I read, it goes on and say he'll lead you in all in the path of truth. He said he'll teach you the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now listen, I, I ain't got no, how can I say it? I might be psycho, but I ain't psychic, amen. <laughs> See, when a preacher starts out a message, and we're like, oh, holier than thou, we're like this. Then the preacher gets into the meat of the word. You're looking at me cross-sided with a crooked frown on your face. You done told on yourself. Listen, you need to get some chastisement back in your life. The Holy Ghost is inside of you, and He's leading you. Here's what he's going to say. You might not want to do that. 
Thank you, preacher. Uh, You might want to think about that. Let, Let me tell you who he's representing. He's representing God the Father. He's representing God the Son. He knows that God sent His Son to prove it. I feel a preach coming on. Oh my. His Son, Jesus Christ, died. Oh, huh? To demonstrate it. The Holy Ghost ain't going to come up to you and say, Oh, um, 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 I don't want to offend you. I wouldn't. Yeah, that sounds funny. Don't That's the way most of the church world acts. That he's ever so kind and ever so gentle. Let me go ahead and tell you, they've been here from the beginning. He knew the pain of the father when the father had to turn his back on his own son. People say it didn't bother Jesus when he died on the cross. You better read your Bible. He was just as much man as he was God. Just as much God as he was man. I'll say this. Holy Ghost ain't going to come up at you. He goes, hey, what are you doing? He saved your soul. He bled and died for you. We'll ignore it and do it anyway. Well, everybody else is doing it. Mama always say, if they jump off a bridge, you go jump off a bridge too. Let me give you a reason why you shouldn't do it. Because everybody else is doing it. Just because everybody else is doing it, if the Bible says it's wrong, it's wrong. Where is the love of God amongst God's people? We can go do it anytime. Here's what I hear a lot of. I had a chance to. I got opportunity to. You know, the devil gives me chances and opportunity too. But every opportunity and chance he gives me, I promise you it's going to do one thing. It's going to take me away from doing what God told me to do. You agree with me? I I see it on your face. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, now listen now. He that's without chastisement. You're not God. You can do wrong and it don't bother you. I'll go ahead and tell you tonight. You ain't God. Huh? I go ahead and say this. Hey, oh, glory. Hey, uh, mm, hallelujah. Hey, the change that took place the day you got saved, if the change ain't still there, you're backslid. Let me tell you how I know we don't have the love of God in our churches. Now, wait a minute. Now, we love each other. No, no, no. I'm talking about God showing his love. You're going to hear about us showing our love to God later. Because yeah. he puts an if on there. You don't have a choice in how you love God. Matter of glory. You don't have a choice in how you worship God. I don't care if they Buddhist, Muslim, or Muhammad, Alibaba, whoever. 
If you're a Christian, God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. I watched this pastor up here tonight feeling the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm trying to be you. Feeling the Holy Ghost up here. He's saying, worship, 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 worship. Why can't we worship? Because we're not in the spirit and we're not in the truth. How many preachers in here tonight? I ain't preaching to none of y'all. Y'all perfect. We need to lose our minds. You sitting on the end, it's your fault. We'll go out in this world. We want to look like, and I'm not saying you do, so don't, don't, don't take it offensive. Don't hit me. You stand up and hit me. You touch not mine anointed, do my prophets. You better not touch me, bro. You're a little bigger than me. You look at him. He got my back. Can I start with us pastors and preachers tonight? Now listen, I hear a lot of people say, what you got in the pulpit is what you're going to have in the congregation. Not all the time. You'll have a man of God that loves the Lord and will preach you the word and they will not listen. Tell you what I'm going to do with you, preacher. I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to bring me a, I'm going to bring a very big club. I'm going to knock you out and blindfold. I'm going I'm to I'm have to bring a big one. <laughs> I'm going to knock you out and get about six guys to help me load you up in the truck. <laughs> My son-in-law works for a land management place. We can get you out in probably 15 miles out in the middle of the woods. We're going to find a cabin and we're going to put you in it. Then when you come to, after you're still roped and tied up, I'm going to apologize to you. <laughs> I'm going to apologize to you. And then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave you. Now, we're going to feed you. But I'm going to leave you tied up. And I'm going to come down here to this church. Here's what I'm going to say to you. You got what you want. But you lost what you had. You would. I would never do that to my preacher. Every time he preaches a message and we don't. The Bible tells him to preach the word. He goes on the book of Hebrews. He said, obey them which have the authority over you. For they watch for your soul. And that they stand and give account for your soul. That it be not grievous on them. It's unprofitable for you. In other words, he's to preach it. You're to live it. Now, 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 hold on a minute. He got to live it too. Oh, yeah. 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 What you going to do when he's gone? I don't know who all your members are. Please don't raise your hand. <laughs> Stand up in that pulpit and preach your heart out. And 
And then you'll watch him do the very opposite. Monday, what she preached on Sunday. And I'm going to tell you, a man that loves his flock, that bothers him. It bothers him. Why in God's name would the man of God preach straight out of the word of God and we go straight out that week and not listen to it? I'll tell you why. There ain't no love of God in our life. There's no more conviction. There's no more conviction. You made a statement there just a second ago. I could take you right now to a place where they're putting infidels in the pulpit preaching them. They're gathering people in that wants to draw a big crowd. I'm going to tell you right now. I know who draws a big crowd. Ask me who. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me. He said, and I, if I be lifted up from earth, he said, I'll draw all men unto me. Hey, I don't care if you know me. I don't care if I know you. But if you don't know Jesus, man, you done missed it all. I don't have to and I ain't got to. I get to come every night of this revival. And God said, look for my love among my people. He said, look for my love among my people. Listen, he ain't going to chastise a lost person. They're not his. They're not his. They're not his. Lost people act like lost people because they're lost. Why do we act the way we act? Preachers will take and just put anybody in their pulpit. Some of y'all are probably saying that about your preacher right now. <laughs> We better get some convictions in our life. I said, God, Holy Ghost conviction. They used to call it white knuckle. Watch people hold on to that pew. Their knuckles. Look at that. Their knuckles turn white. Not wanting to let go. That preacher said, How would you come? He's preached his heart out. Oh, and you look out across the church. Half of you's popping bubbles in your mouth. Running to the bathroom during an altar call. Running in and out of the church. Looking to your neighbor talk. What well, good, great glory to God. Some of us even on our phones in the house of God. That is a disgrace. This is the house of God. Pardon moi. It's not yours. Where is conviction? This ain't what you is. I love y'all. Man, I feel a little between them two. Where's she at? Who, who, was, who was the sister? Don't you call it the uh, what, victory bell? Who, who, who rung? I'm not trying to embarrass you. Who rung the bell? Laura. Sister. I bless your heart. You rung that victory bell tonight, did You got some troubles going on in your life? 
I hear, I hear there's some, I hear there's some trouble with your family. I hear you, listen, sis, I hear your husband's not doing too good. In the nursing home? No, right now he's in the hospital. In the hospital? And we do need prayers for where his wife to go, but the uh, uh, insurance company to keep him in there. They want him to come home. He can't even walk. And I cannot stand on him to help. So his health is not that good. Did y'all hear that? Did you did you hear that? Her husband ain't doing good. From my understanding, I mean he's really not doing too well. But yet she made her way down here. She put that thing up over her head and just wrung it and wrung it and wrung it. We'll come in. Well, well, preacher, I can't come to church today. I don't feel good. We've used this COVID thing now to say, well, I'd rather be safe. We, we're using that as an excuse not to come to church now. Hey, I know it's real. Bless God. Don't you get mad at me. God knows all about it. Amen. Well, I ain't feeling good. If I didn't, if I didn't come to church when I didn't feel good, I would never go. Here's the way they say it. But you're the preacher. You're supposed to be here. We got preachers putting just anybody in the pulpit. They'll let people shacking up, sing in the choir, yep, yep. sing behind the microphone, yep. oh, sit behind an instrument. Yep. Huh? Hey, because it's their family, they know that they're lost, they know that they're backslid, but still let them get up there and sing. Why? There's no conviction. It has become their church. I'm trying to get it unfolded there. Huh? I seen a lot of, that's right, they do. They do. Y'all know preachers, I know preachers that do that. Some of y'all think about a preacher, that's right, preachers do. Well, I'll tell you what, if you had conviction, you wouldn't even try to get up there. Don't blame the man of God. Whether he says it's right or not. You got the love of God in you. He going to convict you and say, hey, you ain't doing right. You ain't supposed to be up there. You ain't living right. Don't get up there. But the preacher said I could. Let me go ahead and say this. Preachers don't take this offensive. Y'all ain't God. We're not God. If God says it's wrong, it's wrong. We make every excuse in the world of why we can't come to church. I look around at all these empty people. Now listen, I don't care if there's two people here. I'm still going to preach just like this. I don't care. It's just going to be more personal with two people in there. I'm going to tell you. They can't look and say, oh, you go. Oh, you go. Oh, he's talking to me. That's the way you need to take it tonight. Amen. 
Sis, I don't know you. But conviction needs to be strong in our lives. The things that used to bother us as Christians, now we can do it and it just don't bother us. Huh? Now listen, the Lord know I was preaching this before I ever come in the door tonight. God knew what he laid on my heart. I know what God laid on my heart. I'm watching parents that used to hold a standard and a moral in their home. Now they're giving in and their children look like the world, act like the world. They want to look at that little girl and say, I don't know why she's wearing them little short shorts. Bless God you bought them for it. My mom and daddy had a rule. You live in my house, you go by my rule. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go ahead and say this. If y'all listen to the message tonight, you'll get some conviction about you. We'll see some love of God on you tomorrow. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say it. Some of y'all won't come in here the way you come in here tonight. And I'll go ahead and say this. Sin ain't funny, and I don't find it jokeful. Hell won't be taken serious until Christians quit joking around about it. It's not funny. To think that we can go home late at night and think that God ain't seeing what we're doing. To think we can leave out of here and go home and say things about our church brothers and our church sisters and because we disagree with something that the preacher said, we we, we, we just going to mouth them. Can I say this? Man or woman up and say it to his face. Don't talk about the man of God behind his back. Don't talk about your brother or sister behind their back. The Bible said you got an all go to Where's the conviction? Where is the love of God? Those that are without chastisement are bastards and not sons. You can do wrong and it don't bother you. I'll tell you right now, you better check up on your soul. How's that old song go? Help me, Lord, remember it. Drifting too far from the shore. Drifting too far from the shore. Come to Jesus today. Oh, let him show you the way. You're drifting too far from the shore. I gave an illustration the other night, and I'm going to give it here, and I'm about done. Preacher, if you would stand up. Now, you're going to be God. Just bear with me there. Don't get me tickled. Don't look at me. The Bible says, turn around and face me. The Bible said, draw nigh to God. And what? And what? He will. God ain't went anywhere. I'm going to take you take a step. I'm drawing nigh to God. Now I'm going to tell you where I want to be. I want to be right here. Yeah. 
Right here. Right here. Right here. Now watch. Watch. The Word of God will do one of two things to you. It's going to pull you closer. It's going to push you away. See, when I reject the Word of God, here's what I did. Now, if I draw nigh to Him, He draws nigh to me. But now, watch. I ain't going to listen to that message. No, no, no. No, you, no, you stay right there. I, I don't want you to no, no. I'm here. God, God ain't moving. <laughs> I love you, preacher. I ain't listening to that message. I don't care what preacher Scott preaches or preacher Dennis or any other preacher. I got things. I can't be at church all the time. I mean, I got a chance to do this. I'm going to do it. You see what I'm doing? Do you see what's happening? The Bible said rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubborn, stubbornness as iniquity. Because we're stubborn and we rebel, the, the, the verse before that, your sins have separated you from God. But now watch this. Now I'm going to show you. Right there is where you left him. Watch. But now God's not a liar. Hold on. Here I am. I'm just doing my own thing. I'm doing my own thing. Now right here, church. I would say 60 to 75% of everybody under the sound of my voice, 60 or 75% of you are right here where I'm at right now. Don't say that, preacher. God didn't send me with this message for nothing. Let me show you the severity of getting far away from God. He's going to be, God's not a liar. God's not slack concerning his promises and some men count slackness. We hear the message tonight. God, I, 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 do, I, I do want conviction back up. Lord, I have been doing wrong. I've not felt conviction in a long time. Now, when I draw nigh to God, what's he going to do? Lord, I, I, I want to do right again. I heard what he said. Things that I used to wouldn't do, I, I'm doing them now. And I didn't even know it. Lord, I, I, I'm not as spiritual as I once was. Lord, where, where is your love in my life? God, have I gotten that far? Lord, forgive me. The whole time, now listen to me. You're drawing nigh to God. He's drawing nigh to you, but I'm going to show you something. Notice he never came to your sin with you. Right, right, right. But now watch. I, I want to get my fire back. God, I want to feel that close relationship once again. But now look. Look at where I'm at right now. But you see where I'm not? Do you see where I'm not? No, no, no. I was over there. God don't bring you back and put you right where you were when you turned your back on him. You got some proving. You're going to have to follow him to get back there. He'll draw nigh to you. But you're not going to be where you once were. You're, you're going to have to. You know why? Because you're bringing excess baggage back with you. I remember when parents wouldn't let things go on in their house. They made their children act a certain way. I remember a time when churches, man, listen, hey, they, we, we had morals. We had standards. It was God's house. You're going to respect it. You're going to respect God's house. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Amen. You're going to respect God's house. It's His. He's due the honor, respect, Amen. glory, Amen. and homage. It's His. Amen. You can go ahead and sit down, God. Thank If, if you don't mind, and I'm not trying to overstep any boundaries, would you mind my daughter singing something on the piano? I felt led to do that. Whatever. Whatever. Now listen. Here's what your pastor called and told me. Brother Scott. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, preacher, how you doing? He said, uh, my church has got some deadness in it. Now, that's not his exact words, but here's what he said. We have a revival. Our church needs revival. Why would he say the church needs revival? Huh? Anything that's dead for a long period of time, you know what starts happening to it? You know, the Bible said that sin is a stench to the nostrils of God. Hell, matter, matter of fact, matter of fact, he said, I would you hot or cold. He said, but because you're lukewarm, you regurgitate. Where is the church that I knew when I was growing up? Where is it at? I would be, uh, uh, whatever, you just play softly if you will. When conviction was there, the preacher would be preaching on hell. And people were shouting. I didn't understand it. You know why? They knew they wasn't going. That preacher would say, all heads bowed and eyes closed. He said, I'm not going to come. Listen, if God can't get you out of that pew, I can't get you out of it. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. Tonight, do you know, if you're to leave this, this, this world, they already coming to the altar. Do you know everything's all right between you and the Lord? How long's it been since God convicted you of something wrong? How much have we allowed to entangle our life? Where is the love of God? Where is God's chastisement amongst His people? I'm talking about the last time God just wore you out. Some of you have drifted away from God and you're sitting here tonight and you don't even realize it. Hey, some of you, listen. I'd see you singing. I'd see the power of God all over you. Hey, some of y'all, I ain't seen in a while. Listen, I'm not criticizing you. I'm here to preach to tell you the truth. One thing that'll break a preacher's heart is he sees somebody that used to be serving the Lord close to God 
then he sees them, they look more like the world than they do God. Breaks my heart. God loves you tonight. God sent me here this week looking for his love. Now listen, there's nothing I can report to God that God don't already know. I'm still not quite understanding this. But I'm going to do what he told me to do. Thursday and Friday, I believe the other preacher's preaching. I'm going to be here Thursday and Friday, God being my helper, looking for the love of God. For those whom he loves, he chastises. There are no perfect people in here starting with this man right here. She's going to sing. If you have a need tonight, our biggest need should be God put conviction back in my life. I promise you, God will show you those things. It'll be an eye opener to you. You can raise your heads. I want you to stand to your feet tonight. She's going to sing. Are, we, are you where you once were with the Lord? Are you as close to the Lord as you used to be? Why is it we won't be like the world? Why is it we think we can do what we want to do? Come to the house of God. God's going to bless us. Holy Ghost going to come down and fill us up. If He ain't in us Monday through Saturday, He ain't going to be in us Sunday. Some's already come. Some still need to come. Between you and the Lord. I've preached my heart out tonight. I'm going to ask this question one more time. I'm going to turn it over to the pastor. Where is the love of God where is the love of God if you can do wrong and it does not bother you you have gotten so far past feeling and callous that you don't feel the conviction power of God you are backslid the Lord's coming back the Lord's coming back I've been preaching to the church Hallelujah, that song he said, I'll be back. But when he comes back, he's coming back for a bride without spot, without blemish. And if you read the whole scripture, he said, without wrinkle. Would you come tonight? Would you come tonight? You ain't what you once was. She's going to sing. We're going to pray with these. There's a voice calling me from an old rugged tree. Father, Lord, you know what we stand in need of. God, before we ever ask, Lord, you know these people more more than I. Father, each and every one that's come to this altar, Father, we leave this world far.